Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hi, I'm Alexa Sharma. My family and I have been with Adventist Frontier Missions since 2010 and have lived in both India and North Africa. I have two kids, Gladys A. and Hudson T. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be a missionary kid? Well, you're about to find out. Listen up for today's adventure with Gladys and Hudson. The Grumpy Old Man Nine-year-old Gladys woke up to a tickle on her nose. She opened one eye. The face of Wilson, her new gray and white striped kitten, stared back at her. His whiskers tickled her chin. <laughs> Gladys giggled. <sighs> Hi, Wilson, she said. Want to attack my foot? Gladys wiggled a foot under her blanket. The kitten did a flip, ran to the other end of the bed, and pounced. Then he curled up in a ball and purred. Just then, her other cat, Mustache, walked into the room. He meowed. He sat. He stared at the kitten. The little black mustache under his white face twitched. I know, Gladys said, but you'll just have to get used to him. <sighs> Gladys sighed. She loved animals and was really glad she had two cats. Even if they had to get used to each other. Hey, sis. Hudson, Gladys's six-year-old brother, appeared in her doorway. He rubbed his eyes and yawned. <gasps> Let's play, Gladys said. She threw off her covers and jumped down. I've got a great idea. Gladys grabbed her rollerblades and Hudson got his. They already knew what they would do. Put their rollerblades on the legs of their school table and push each other around the house. The perfect thing to do on a Sunday afternoon. A half an hour later, the Sharma family gathered for breakfast. What are we gonna play after breakfast, sis? Asked Hudson after dad had prayed. He chewed a big mouthful of oatmeal while waiting to hear Gladys' plans. Hudson's favorite food was oatmeal, which Gladys figured was lucky for him since they ate it every day. But when she suggested that they switch to her favorites, pizza and chocolate cake, Mom said no. We could play John and Mary, Gladys suggested. John and Mary was a game about a brother and sister named John and Mary who live in America. This would probably be a boring game to some kids, Gladys thought. But Gladys and Hudson didn't live in America. Although they were Americans, they had barely lived there. They were born in India and now lived in the Maghreb. They were a missionary family, living in places where people needed to know Jesus. Yep, playing John and Mary was as different to the Sharma kids as could be. Okay, said Hudson. We can play John and Mary, but let's be from a long time ago this time. The two kids ran outside. The Maghreb is a dry place, 
and in the two years since the Sharmas moved there, Gladys had only seen it rain five times. The ground outside was cracked, like broken clay. Gladys pried up a couple of chunks of the dry earth. This could be their dishes. She glanced over at Hudson. He had found a big stick to make a bow and arrow. All around the row of cement houses where the Sharmas lived stood olive trees. Beyond these were palm trees. And beyond those, a row of pretty blue mountains. Gladys thought the Maghreb didn't look very exciting. It wasn't like the jungles she read about in mission stories. But Dad said nowhere feels like an adventure, once you get used to it. She wasn't sure if she was used to the Maghreb yet. But it wasn't too exciting. Gladys heard. She looked up. Jonah, a neighbor boy, walked toward her. She only spoke a little Arabic, but Gladys knew he'd asked what she was doing. Makla, she said, which means food. Anna, she said, which means play with us. Jonah started arranging some rocks and thorny branches. Dar, he said, pointing to the house he'd made. Gladys clapped her hands. Iye, she said, yes. Hudson ran over and said a few of the phrases he knew. Then all three of them communicated with hand motions. Gladys heard a door squeak. She looked up. There, in a neighbor's cement doorway, stood the grumpy old man. Oh no, Gladys thought. What should we do? Mom always said to be kind and respectful, but sometimes that was hard. Sir Darkum, the man yelled. Go home. He stomped over to the kids. Then he gestured toward Gladys and Hudson's door. Gladys could feel angry hotness rise to her ears. This wasn't fair. She and Hudson had done nothing wrong. Why should they have to go home? Gladys and Hudson looked at each other. They both swallowed back their anger and walked home. That's what Mom and Dad had said to do. Mom! Gladys yelled as she burst into the safety of their house. The grumpy old man yelled at us to go home. It's not fair. We weren't doing anything wrong. We were just playing. Did you guys climb the olive trees? Mom emerged from the kitchen where she'd been washing dishes. Did you throw anything? Could he have thought in any way that you were being naughty? No, Hudson said, his lower lip trembling. We were being super good. He just came and yelled at us to go home. Gladys sometimes made Hudson cry, but she hated it if anyone else made him cry. Now she was madder than ever. Mom, I want to go home to Grandma, she blurted out. The grown-ups here are grumpy with us, and we try to be nice, but it never helps. Mom pressed her lips together. What's up? Dad said, coming down the stairs. Everything okay? Gladys's daddy had blonde hair, like her and Hudson. He liked adventures, too. It's the grumpy old man and I hate it here, Gladys said. Mom was lacing up her shoes. What happened? Dad asked Mom. The two of them talked in Hindi for a few minutes. Gladys crossed her arms. Hindi was the language Mom and Dad used when they didn't want little ears to understand. Gladys hated that. She used to understand Hindi, but she was only six when they left India, so she'd forgotten. Uh, mommy needs to go on a run, Dad said, giving Mom a big hug. Let's stay inside for a little while. 
Uh-oh, Gladys thought. Mom needs to go on a run. She must be upset. Gladys's mom liked running, but she needed it when she was upset. Dad, Gladys, and Hudson did some chores, and then they all played together. As they did, Gladys couldn't help but think about the grumpy old man. He was just a big bully, and Gladys wondered how or if it would ever get better. It had been this way for months now. An hour later, Mom was back. She called everyone into the living room. Okay, she said, here's what we're going to do. We're here to be missionaries, and that means we're here to bless people. So, we're going to keep trying to be a blessing no matter what. I don't know why some grown-ups have been rude, something cultural we don't understand yet. And Daddy and I are trying hard to figure it out. But until we do, you kids have a mission. It's a mission to be kind and respectful and helpful as much as you can. And to pray. No, Gladys moaned. I don't want to pray for that guy. Jesus told us to pray for our enemies, Dad said. It's not easy, but it's important. We don't know why they act that way, but we know they need Jesus. So, no matter how they speak to you, respond politely. Look for ways to be helpful. Maybe we can soften their hearts with kindness. Let's pray, Mom said. They all got on their knees. Mom, Dad, Hudson, and Gladys. And they prayed for their enemies. During the next several weeks, Gladys and Hudson tried their best to be helpful. Since Gladys loved animals, she asked Mom if she could help another neighbor with her animals. She was so excited when Mom said she could help muck stalls and feed the donkeys and cows. One day, the grumpy old man came outside with a bucket. He began to pick olives, plopping them in the bucket. Hudson and Gladys rushed over to help. Hudson climbed the tree and got the high-up olives. Gladys picked the ones that had fallen to the ground. The grumpy old man was not so grumpy now. Monsieur, he said. Good. Gladys' heart swelled with pride. The children worked harvesting olives for several hours. Soon, other grown-ups came out of their homes to help. Several times, they had to chase away children who tried to steal olives. Later, grown-ups said Gladys and Hudson could keep whatever olives they harvested the next day. Their parents could cure them in a salt brine, and after a few months, they would be ready to eat. Another day, orange clouds came swirling over the village. A dust storm! How exciting! Gladys and Hudson ran around the house, slamming the windows shut. Gladys peeked outside. Orange dust and trash were flying into the area in front of the block of cement houses that made up her neighborhood. Want to pick up trash? Dad asked after the dust storm. I'll pay you 20 dirhams for every three bags of trash you collect. That's about two dollars. Yes, Gladys said, grabbing Hudson by the hand. The two spent the rest of the afternoon picking up trash. Jonah saw them and came to help. 
Just then, the grumpy old man walked out of his house. He watched the kids for a few minutes. Then he walked back inside. I'm glad he didn't tell us to go home again, Gladys thought. <sighs> she let out a breath she'd been holding. Just then, the grumpy old man's grown son brought out a tall stack of cardboard egg cartons. He's preparing to sell eggs, Gladys thought. The grumpy old man and his family sold eggs and packaged food to all the surrounding shops. At that moment, one of Jonah's friends ran over. He talked with Jonah for a while. Then he saw the egg cartons stacked near the grumpy old man's doorway. He looked around, ran over, and grabbed a big armful. Then he ran away. Jonah ran away too. Mom! Hudson yelled. A kid just stole a bunch of the grumpy old man's egg cartons. Mom came out of the house. So did the grumpy old man. He walked over to Mom. Be careful! Gladys heard the old man say to Mom. The kids around here are bad. They steal. Keep your doors locked. The man's son came outside and spoke with him for a while. Then he walked into his storage room and brought out some packaged cookies. He smiled and gave one package to Gladys and one to Hudson. Shukran, Gladys said. Thank you. Gladys glanced at her mother. It's fine. Just wash your hands first. Mom smiled. Gladys watched as the not-so-grumpy old man went back inside his house. That evening, Gladys and her family sat on their sedari, a soft bench with lots of pillows, something like a couch that stretches all the way around a room. They sang together, and Dad prayed. I want to share something, Mom said when he finished. I'm proud of you kids. It wasn't easy to pray for your enemies and to do good to them, but you've won over all our neighbors. They say you're polite and well-behaved. I know you guys aren't perfect. None of us are. But you've let Jesus' love shine through you these past couple of months. I'm proud of you. I think I know why the man next door was so grumpy with us, Gladys said. He's used to children being rude and stealing. I guess he thought we'd be the same way. Everyone has a story, Mom said. There are usually reasons why people act the way they do. Jesus tells us to do good to everyone. You never know how your helpfulness might witness to someone. Aren't you glad you were persistent? Dad asked. There are several verses in the Bible about this. One is found in Romans 12, 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Another is in Galatians 6, 9. Let us not get tired of doing what is good, for at the right time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. From that day forward, whether he was grumpy or cheerful, Gladys and Hudson referred to their neighbor as Raja's grandpa, instead of the grumpy old man. Kindness always wins many hearts. In fact, it's one of the best ways that you can be a missionary to your neighbors. Until next time, 
Thank you for joining us for The Adventures of Gladys N. Hudson on Frontier Missions Journal. God bless.